Hey guys, welcome to episode 19 of the Orchid Story podcast. Can writing help you avoid getting sick? My idea for today's episode is to give you a really concise summary of two of the areas of psychological research that inform most of what I do at Orchid Story. And I've talked about this in the past, but I recently put an article up writing as therapy on my blog and worked hard to make it as tangible and digestible as I could. And I wanted to bring it to you here on the podcast in case you haven't had a chance to visit my blog and read it there or because it's always nice to hear things in audio format too. Before I get there, I want to tell you that I am going to be launching my eight-week online group program for women or people who identify as women this spring. It is Sanctuary. I've developed the framework for Sanctuary based on a lot of the research that I'm going to be summarizing today. So it kind of goes hand in hand. The framework for Sanctuary takes you from feeling a lot of pain about a particular emotional upheaval in your life and walking through this framework I've set up to get to a point where that pain is starting to be transformed into healing and meaning. And it's just such a wonderful a wonderful way for us to connect and hold space for each other's stories and kind of riff off of each other. The community element is really important to me for Sanctuary. So if you are interested, it's only for people who are willing to share of themselves uh, in a group setting. Again, it's online. It's really easy to access and it's just some of my favorite work that I've done. So I encourage you to go over to the website and check it out at orchestory.com slash sanctuary. You can sign up to be on the first to know list. There's only eight spots and I've had some interest already. So if you are interested, get on the first to know list so you can make sure you sign up right away when the cart opens. In conjunction with Sanctuary, I'm creating something new and free. So before I launch Sanctuary, I'm going to deliver something that is still in the works to you all that you can learn from and grow from and that is free. So it's not going to be as in-depth as something like the Sanctuary program, but it'll be a great way for you to work with me and find out what I'm all about. Um, details for that will be coming soon. Make sure you're signed up for my newsletter list so that you can hear all about that. Okay, so let's move on to what I want to talk about today on the podcast, which is these two, uh, areas of psychological research, like I said, that kind of underpin most of what I do and talk about and write about and teach about here at Orchid Story. They are, and I've talked about them before, they're narrative identity and expressive writing. And they kind of meet and overlap and some of the researchers are the same um, in both of these topics. But I want to give you a concise overview of it because it's so interesting and I find this research to be really empowering. I wound up in the 
middle of all of this psychological research after I experienced these things myself on my own. So it was a really great way for me to kind of beef up and put a solid ground under what I wanted to teach at Orchid Story. And it gets me excited. I love science and I love sharing it in a way that feels really accessible to people who maybe don't love the idea of reading a a scientific article, a journal article. So narrative identity. The father of narrative identity is a man, a psychological researcher named Dan McAdams. And he coined this term and this idea back in the 80s. So it hasn't been around for that long. I like the story that he tells about how he came up with narrative identity. He was teaching a graduate school seminar in the summer to psychology students, and they were trying to answer the question, if you could see identity, what would it look like? And they didn't really come up with anything good. So the class ended, and then McAdams himself came up with the idea that identity would look like a story, If you could see it, it would look like an autobiography of your own life that integrates all of the experiences that you've had and helps provide meaning and purpose. And that was how the idea of narrative identity was born. So his argument is that our stories make up part of our personality. So you've heard of the big five traits of personality Dan McAdams has long argued that our personality is also made up of the set of stories we have about ourselves, that autobiography. And so because it's part of our personality, these stories have a a significant effect on us, on our health and well-being. And that's what I love about this idea so much because it incorporates the past and the future. So we kind of use this idea to make sense of our stories in terms of where we're hoping to go with our lives, right? Like we wouldn't go back and dwell on past stories just for the sake of kind of getting depressed about them and living in them. No, we want to transform what we've learned and that pain that we've had to go through into something new. And that would be like the future part of this. So I have always seen narrative identity as an opportunity for us to get into your personal stories, look at them in a new way, and then use your story and your experience to uplift you rather than deflate you. So that in a nutshell is narrative identity Uh, from Dan McAdams. Very closely aligned is the subject of expressive writing. And I'm actually reading a book by the man who, James Pennebaker, who started the whole idea of expressive writing. He started, and this goes back to the 80s as well, James Pennebaker first started what he calls expressive writing, which is writing in in its like simplest form is writing for 15 minutes a day for four consecutive days about an upsetting emotional upheaval in your life. That in a nutshell is expressive writing. 
So you know right away that I, I don't teach that specific prescription. I use a lot of his work to translate into the idea that writing is powerful and his work supports that. But he got into this idea initially, again, from his own life. I love that even very powerful scientists and researchers who have a, you know, a very well-deserved place in the scientific community, some of them started out thinking about their own experience and trying to make sense of it. That's what I love about science, one of the things. So James Pennebaker started studying expressive writing because he knew that keeping secrets about trauma was harmful to our health. And the reason he knew that was because he tells this in the book that I'm reading right now that summarizes um, a lot of his research, and I'll, I'll put the title in the show notes. When he was a kid, he had asthma in his home, okay? So his asthma always flared up at home. And then he went to college, and when he came back home to his parents' house, he would get asthma again. And he didn't have it elsewhere, And so it really dawned on him eventually that there was some emotional, social component to his illness because the only time it happened was when he was around his parents who triggered him in a specific way. And so it kind of birthed the idea of, in him, the connection between our physical health and mental health and and keeping secrets and or being open about what was going on in your life. So in the first study in 1986, Penn and Baker had students, again, this started in college students. So um, some of the initial findings that I talk about were identified in college students. And so you might say, well, I'm not a college student. Like, does that really apply to me? There have been a lot of other studies that have replicated the findings. And then there are some that have not. So this is not like a cold, hard, fast. If you write for 15 minutes a day for four consecutive days, you will have improvement in your mental health. No, this is a way for us to utilize the research that's been done to help influence our well-being among, you know, one tool among many in your tool belt, okay? So what they found in that initial study of the college students was that the people who wrote about an upsetting emotional upheaval compared to kids who just, or college kids, who just wrote about mundane things the people who wrote about the emotional upheaval had fewer number of doctor visits to the health center and improvements in immune function that lasted for several months. So I just think that's the coolest thing that simply writing for 15 minutes for four days could influence your whether or not you get sick in the next few months. And so many studies, again, have replicated or found a similar finding as this one. But this is the original work. And this is a lot of um, oftentimes what I quote when you see me say that writing can help improve autoimmune function. It really comes from these initial studies. And 
it is important that you don't just write. In his work and other researchers' work, they have found that the improved health benefits come when you're writing about a significant emotional upheaval. Okay, so that's critical. That's why I always say we can't write around the pain, the, write around the pain. We can't ignore the pain. We have to address it. We have to look at it. We have to kind of form it like Plato almost in our writing and see what's there and turn it around. And that really has been verified in the expressive writing literature. One other interesting thing I want to note about expressive writing, the studies that have been done, is that in most of them, right after the writing session, the participants tend to feel sad or a bit down. And so they've they've normalized that. It That is something you can expect to happen when you're writing about an emotional upheaval. You can expect to feel a little sad right afterwards. And so that is something normal that's been um, studied in all of this research. I wanted to run through quickly the other health benefits of writing your story, of expressive writing. And again, what this says is that writing can help you avoid getting sick. So why not try it is what I always say. It, there are very little risks involved in um, doing this type of writing. So the physical benefits that I want to share with you are improved autoimmune function, which I mentioned, and lowering blood pressure. And then the emotional benefits that I'd like to share are increased resilience, reduced stress, long-term changes in mood, and improvements to mental health. I have all of those benefits, those health benefits, linked to their original study over on my blog. And if you just go to the top of the blog, this article, Writing as Therapy, is kind of showcased. So you can just click on it there if you're interested in looking into any of these studies more like like long-term changes in mood. Well, what does that mean exactly? You can dive into it on your own um, by visiting my website. And I also give three steps to start to uh, begin your writing practice. If you're interested in checking those out, they're also included in the in the blog post. But my main uh, goal for today was really to, in a nutshell, tell you about these two topics, these two research areas that underpin most of my work at, at Orchid Story. So we talked about narrative identity, Dan McAdams, and we talked about expressive writing um, originating from James Pennebaker's work. And I hope that, you know, if you're if you're questioning whether writing could work for you and you're just not sure and you know it, it does take some effort to get yourself in the chair and start going, maybe this will be the thing that convinces you to try it. I hope so, and I would love to hear about it. So make sure you keep in touch with me. You can, there are so many ways to get in touch with me. So go do them, and I will see you, talk to you next week on the podcast.